Welcome to Ask Questions. These are not experts. These are not journalists. They are just improvisers. Please do not take them or their advice seriously. Godspeed. You're listening to Ask Questions, an interview podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah, I've got really, really exciting news. Yeah? Super exciting. So as you know, I am co-showrunner of the of the network, of the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you've been, I've got some pushback from you. I know that you're not happy with it, and I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to know I understand. But I've secured you and Kathy a bonus. Like a monetary bonus? Yeah, $600. That's not bad. Yeah, it's just, um, it's an ad deal that we're doing. Okay. Yeah, so there's this company, I, um, I gave them, let them take like all of our episodes and they analyze yours and Kathy's voice. Mm-hmm. And now they're just going to synthesize that for whatever they need. Mm, what? What kind of company is it? Oh, it's a uh, personal finance company. Okay. Like, not like payday loans, right? Why Why? Why couldn't it be payday loans? Because they're pretty predatory. Okay, yeah. Um, that $600 isn't predatory, though, is it? Uh, I, I don't really think $600 is worth me being the voice of payday loans, Tyler. Uh, well... I wish I'd asked your opinion beforehand. Uh, me too. Because um, your voice belongs to Super Easy Check in perpetuity. Mm. D- did yeah, yeah. Was it really easier for them to synthesize an AI to record their episodes? Was that really easier than just getting someone to record their ad reads? Well, they had trouble getting people to... Um, record ad reads for them because apparently there's a lot of stigma about payday loans and being predatory. So they, they had a hard time finding somebody with the uh, moral fortitude, I guess, mm-hmm. to record ads for them. So they, they've had to resort to um, tricking people. Well, I, 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 robots, I don't know, is trickery. Robot voices, I don't think is. It's like an illusion, like a magician, you know, when they saw the person a half. The person's not really any half. You know, so when they're when they're when this voice, when your yours and Kathy's voice is promoting, it's just like uh, selling somebody in half, but with their paychecks. I don't know that I followed that, but um, I don't just follow this. Follow that six hundred dollars. OK, wherever you want. Well, I guess it's done. Mm-hmm. Hey, who do we have on today? Uh, we have Monica Ginsburg. She's a funeral director. I'm going to connect her. Hi, Monica. Hi there. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me on. Thank you. Let let's just go ahead and get started. Funeral director. That's such an interesting career. Is that uh is that something that comes in your family? You know, it's it's a funny it's a funny story because um it does run in my family. I took the job from um 
from my dad, my daddy-o, and um, he gave it to me in his will. And I thought, this is so magical that I get to be at his funeral and also learn that I'm taking over the family business. So it does run into family to answer your question. I'd say that's uh, an interesting way to describe the funerary business, though. Magical. Magical. Oh, yeah. 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 What would you say is so magical about it? Well, I mean, it's filled for me. For me, I only can speak personally. But it's filled with so much excitement passing on to the new life. I mean, it is magic that we can... Put someone in the ground and then they 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 live anew, if you know what I mean. It's very exciting. and um, but it, It's spiritual or not spiritual. It's whatever you want it to be. It's, it's kind of magic. Uh, uh, Monica, I think, I think that's very sweet, you know, that you're looking at it that way. And I think um, obviously great. Um, I just, I think it's kind of strange that you learned that you were going to take your father's job from his will at his funeral. There just seems to be a lot of missteps there. Did he never have a conversation with you about this prior to his death? Sure. That is a fascinating question. So so it is confusing because I have a brother, Jeremiah, and Jeremiah and I are, are brothers but also twins. And it was going to be kind of a toss-up. Who was going to take over the family business, Jeremiah or Monica? And he had something different he wanted to do at his funeral. He wanted to read his will at his funeral, Um, which is not typical, not something we usually do. But I was going to say. Yeah, not not Sounds weird. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of funny. Uh, It's not typical, no, but it is something that... um, that was just kind of a fun thing he wanted to do, kind of just spice up the whole funeral. Um, and that's when I learned, um, as Jeremiah was reading the will, uh, he said, and the funeral home goes to Monica. And he was upset. He was really upset. That's what I was about to ask. Because this, this sounds like you guys knew that someday one or the other was getting the, the funeral home, right? You knew it was going to be one or the that's other. That's right. So there had to be quite a bit of competition between the two of you. Lots of competition. We we were always fighting for our dad's love and affection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we both worked in the home doing odd jobs and just trying to, I don't want to say one-up each other, but we definitely were competing to get the home. Uh, so in the end, I, I got it. Yeah, it sounds like you were the favorite. I was, you could say, the favorite, yeah. You know, that's going to be a hell of a time for your, your brother, though, to find out that he wasn't the favorite. Yeah. Well, funeral. tell me about it. He was reading the will at the funeral, and he just, he read that he was not going to take over the home. He was he was upset. He actually stormed out. He mm-hmm. threw the will on mm. the ground. He threw the oh. will on the ground. He pounded his fist on my father's coffin and said, no, hmm. Dad, no. And then he exited, and I haven't seen him since. Oh, my God. It was dramatic. But I kind of see a funeral as a little play, you know? 
just directing a play. Uh, so how how long have you been the funeral director? How long ago was your dad's funeral? Uh, right around 10 years ago. Oh, so you haven't seen your brother in 10 years. No, haven't seen him. Mm-mm. I do have a suspicious Instagram follower. And oh. he interacts with me a little bit on the uh, personal messages and... Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's Jeremiah, but he's just, he doesn't want to come out clean and say it, you know? Mm-hmm. What about the messages lead you to believe that it's your your brother estranged since the, since the funeral? He does sign it J-G, which are his initials. Oh. But okay. his name... It's just JG brother. That's that's his handle, JG brother. And mm-hmm. he does say some slight things to slight me or, you know. Sure. But I'd like to give a positive outlook on it. You know, at least my brother is reaching out even if it is antagonizing me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they sound like very formal messages if he's signing off on each one with his initials. Yeah, he does a da- he does the dash, you know. JG. Mm-hmm. And he puts a J yeah. period, G period. So it, it, was it your, is official. Was your brother always formal in, in real he life? He was a formal guy, you know. They joke that he came out of the womb in a suit. He didn't, of course, because that's, that doesn't, <laughs> no one gives birth like that. But he did love to wear suits. He wore suits to school and he always had a fountain pen. Um, he hmm. always carried a fountain pen around, and everyone thought that was kind of strange. But I kind of liked his formality. Yeah. That sounds like he was almost emulating the funeral director from a young That's age. That's right. Really. That's right. And people saw me. They saw me dressing in, like I am today, like a bright, a bright floral dress. And they didn't mm-hmm. necessarily see me as a funeral director. But I, no, I, I still kind of don't. To be oh, really? With you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. Um, no, mm-hmm. I and, and as you see, I like put a little flower in my hair, but I like to make it a fun, magical experience funeral. So mm-hmm. that's how but, I do it. You didn't you didn't get the, the, the flower from one of the funerals, though. <laughs> right. You know, that'd be really weird if you did. Oh, that. no. Well, the flowers are going to go to waste anyways. Right. So I just. Tuck one behind my ear. Oh, so you did. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, huh. oh. I saw it. It was on the altar there. Um, actually, from, from a good friend's funeral. And um, and I tucked it behind my ear. It was like a little memory. Well, if it was a good friend, I'm sure they would have wanted you to have it. Oh, anyways. absolutely. So. It was almost like she, if I pried her mouth open, she would have said, this is, take the flower, you know? <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't, though. Uh, Sarah, do you have any follow-up questions? Uh, no. Um, I actually, yes. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just, you stole a flower from a dead person? No! Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is funny. I've been misrepresented. I did take a flower. I didn't steal a flower. Like, again, if she could have opened her mouth... You know, we sew them. But you can't. We, well, yes, we sew them shut. Um, of course. Oh, but God. But I, I know, and I, I know that's a graphic part of what we do. 
Um, which is why I don't like to talk about it. But um, if she could have opened her mouth, she would have said, take it, Monica, take it from, from me. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it, Sarah, it's not like she took the flower from a stranger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would never do that. But it, it was a friend of mine. Yeah. She And she loved when I came over and brought her flowers. She had flowers all over her house. I knew she wanted me to have it. Sarah, I want you to know. If I ever, if I die suddenly and unexpectedly at my funeral, if you want any of the flowers, you can take them. I'm not going to Wow. I want you to have them. And you guys, same goes for me. I want you to take the flowers. Like, I really do. So now, Sarah, do you have something you want to- Don't take my flowers if I die. Oh. Oh. They're mine. You know, everyone has their own flower once for their funeral. That's part of being a Hmm. funeral director's. Seeing what people want. So, Monica, that flower's still alive, so your friend must have died pretty recently, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the funeral was just yesterday. Mm, yeah. Mm. I actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask questions on here. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, go ahead. it's ask questions. They fly every which okay, way. Okay, um, have you two thought about your funerals? Actually, yes, I have. Okay. Sarah, what about you? Uh, yes, I have, but I don't know if this is a question like, are you trying to sell me a package or do you just want to know what I want? Oh, I'm just saying we have a sale right now. I, that's the only reason oh. I bring that up. Um, oh. We're having a sale oh, no, on yeah. the, um, plots of land. Um, oh, I see. I've already, I've already bought into mine. I'm being shot into space. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'd love. So I'm not going to need land, you know. But land oh! is forever. <laughs> so space. Monica, do you have an option for shooting people into space? How much does that usually cost? I'd love to say that we do have an option for that, but we do not have an option for shooting people in space. I, we, we are a little bit of a um. A younger, I mean, sorry, an older generation of funerals. Just cremation and burying people six feet under. Tyler. Oh, yeah. This isn't with a funeral home. I know a guy um, associated with the International Space Station. And when I die, he's just going to smuggle me in one of those flights, bringing supplies up to it. And they're just going to kick me out on the way there. And I'm just going to float off. And they're going to say some nice words. I've written them down, actually. So, Tyler, I don't think that's going to work. You can't smuggle things into space. Oh, it happens. He tells me it happens all the time. Are you serious? Nintendo. Yeah, they, they take Nintendo switches up there. Wow. Um, alcohol. Uh, at one point, uh, somebody missed their cat. So they brought their cat up there for six months and then shot that dude back down. Wow. He had to parachute down once he hit the atmosphere. Yeah. Crazy. Real cool. And uh, you know Tyler, I do have to say, I am just glad that you're thinking about it. Well, thanks. You know, something I can't help but think about that you mentioned earlier, though, is that you felt like directing a funeral is like directing a play. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. In what, in what way is directing a funeral like directing a production or a play? You guys are just full of good questions. Um... You know, you guys are really tying it back to things I've said. I really like that. Um, so the thing that is a, I, I, I was an actress. Back in my day, I was an actress. 
And, you know, when actresses get older, they, and they become not successful in what they were doing, they become directors. And mm -hmm. directors kind of orchestrate the whole thing. You could say they're even higher than an actor. Um, don't get paid as much, of course, um, as, the, as the actors down there, but they do get paid a lot. And, um, you know, I, it is kind of like directing the movement of a play. Let's take Hamlet, for example. Are you both familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I saw the one with Ethan Hawke in, in it. Okay. Hamlet 2000. Sure. I haven't seen that production. I've seen my production, of course, which was set in the 1960s. We kind of revolutionized it. Um, poodle skirts, of course. So we did. Th we had that. You know, everyone came on stage, and then you know, Hamlet's dead father comes in, right? Very mm -hmm. much like my dad when we wheeled him in to his service. We did, like, I did a monologue, of course, from Hamlet for his uh, service. Uh-huh. And then we did, we took baths at the end, just like Dad would have wanted. When you say you wheeled him in, like, you wheeled his coffin in, his oh, yeah. body, like... We okay. wheeled the coffin in. Mm-hmm. <gasps> You guys, and then you did a monologue, and then I did. Of course, I did a monologue. Of course, I mean monologue slash speech, um, slash obitu uh, uh, eulogy. Um, I call it a monologue because it's just me talking. <laughs> so, other than your father's funeral, though, is so have you made similar similar um, productions out of clients' funerals? Well, you know. I do what the client wants, really. Uh -huh. If they want a whole wham, bam, thank you, Pam play, I'm going to give it to them. I am here to okay. serve the dead, really. But how often do they ask for the play? Well, I, mm. it is one mm. of our packages. It's one of our packages. Uh -huh. So Really? And, you know, you get a special discount if I am cast in it. So I do get to be a part of a lot of funeral plays. Yeah. Uh, Monica, what's the discount? Well, if I'm cast in it, you get a 5% uh -huh. discount. Well, funerals are pretty expensive. I know that That's it does add dip. up. It really adds up. Okay, so Monica, so they do plays. Do you have different plays that you offer? Like, is there a death of a salesman package versus a Hamlet package? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. We do have non-death plays and death plays. Um, musicals are extra, of course, oh. um, cause mm. we have to bring our organist, um, and he has, he charges a pretty penny. Um, so we bring him in and it is, it does cost extra. So Monica, do you like sometimes have a production of hairspray or something for a funeral? <laughs> it's so funny you say that because that is what I want at my funeral. Huh. A production of hairspray. Oh, Sarah, you know what you should do? What? You, you know what you should do? What? Hamilton. Oh, We haven't got you that should have... yet. Yeah, you should do a Hamilton funeral, Sarah. Me? Yes, you. When I die? 
Yeah, why not? Just because I love Hamilton? Yes. You think just don't because you... I love Hamilton that I want Hamilton to be performed at my funeral? Don't you want to go out doing what you loved? No. No, I want everyone to be sad at my funeral. Have why why would you want them to be sad at what should be the celebration of your life? I well, because it's a celebration of my life, but they should miss me. They're going to miss you, especially if Monica set you up with some sweet wardrobe. You could play any part. If you could play any part in Hamilton, Sarah, what would it be? I'll be dead. I will. I if it's at my funeral, I literally will be the only person who will not be cast in Hamilton, which is my dream. Sarah, but I can't be cast in Hamilton. Sarah, can I offer something? Mm-hmm. When you die, we can dress you up as Burr in the coffin. It is. It is. We will dress you up as the main character. I think okay, it's a beautiful it- thing. So, so Monica, you dress people up as the main character in a musical, and then what? You, uh, we just d- play just have the a track. Voiceover? We play the track. Oh God! We don't. We let them. We imagine how they would sing it. So everyone gets that moment to imagine how they would sing the song. Monica, do you ever get people who pre-record the songs before their funeral? Funny you say that. I have already pre-recorded all my songs for Hairspray. Really? Yeah, but we haven't gotten that very much, actually, because people are shy. And, you know, mm. sometimes the memory of them and just imagining them singing is better than what you could actually hear if they actually did mm. record it. Our audio quality isn't great. <laughs> so how, how did you record your audio for, for Hairspray? I rented then? a booth. I rented a booth. record it yeah i took vocal lessons for a month or two um i worked with a a coach um Mm -hmm. and i talked to a history professor who told me a lot about um not only the history of hairspray but also the history of the musical you know what you should do Mm -hmm. you should install a recording booth in the funeral (gasps) and then you can start offering that an additional charge, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Although, again, like, if you're... You could also give another discount if they let you record the voiceover <gasps> for the deceased. Okay. Okay. I love... I love that. I love that idea. I do, too, because it's my idea. Right. You won't get a cut for it. Ah. Just so okay. you know. Um, mm. I will take that. And unfortunately, you won't get any money from it. <laughs> That's all right, because I'm getting all sorts of money for my ideas here at the podcast. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm kind of co, co, co-owner co of the podcast now, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. I'm sorry, Tyler and Monica. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just think it's really tacky to be, you know, installing installing a, a, a voice recording booth just so that you can get some more money out of people before their funeral. No, 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 no. No, don't, 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 don't think of it as a moneymaker. Think of it as a service provider. Providing a service. The deceased, I'm assuming, typically sign on for this package before death. They're being forward thinking, right? Most of the time. Most of the time, yes. At that point, she's just honoring the wishes. Yeah, it's what they want, Sarah. So, Monica, are there sometimes people who did not ask to have a musical performed at their funeral and they still have a musical performed at their funeral? 
there sometimes they miss that box on the questionnaire mm. and they mm. it's do you want a musical performed at your uh, funeral mm-hmm. do you not want a musical performed at your funeral and that happens to be a really small box so mm. a lot of times people don't see it um and they think they can move on to the next question but a lot of people just defer to the yes for the musical. Sarah, Monica's got me thinking a lot about my own mortality in mm-hmm. how I want to shuffle off this mortal coil. Mm-hmm. Once I've already shuffled off the mortal coil, but again, I'm being launched into space, so I'm actually shuffling off twice. Mm-hmm. And the music doesn't sound like a bad idea. So um, I have a deeply personal favor to ask of you. Of me or of Monica? No, of you. Okay. What is it? Um, it's deeply personal. Why would I ask this guest? Well, I'm never gonna, people see me you know. as family. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I don't. I don't. So, Sarah, um, when I get launched off into space, mm-hmm. I would deeply appreciate it mm-hmm. if you would sing Amazing Grace as I'm launched into space. <gasps> I think that's an appropriate request, Tyler. Okay. Um, I do not think singing "Welcome to the '60s" is an appropriate request. Um, so I, I, I feel like "Amazing Grace" is a much more appropriate song. What if I wanted you to do it in the spacecraft as I'm being launched? Oh, I get to go to space. Yeah, you get smuggled in too. Because I'm not gonna, my, my, I'm not gonna be able to hear it from outside the space shuttle. You singing that, Tyler? There's no way they can smuggle an extra person into space. They do it all the time. Oh Conjugal God. visits. I've never heard of that. I went to, thing. I went to talk to this friend of yours at the International Space Station who says that you can smuggle in cats and conjugal visits and alcohol. Because I don't yeah, think that's right. He's Russian. So fun fact, a lot of people don't realize about the space program. And I don't want to get this too, too distracted. But we don't actually don't launch stuff to space anymore. Mm-hmm. We we launch all our stuff to the space station through Russia. We still have that agreement. Right. So he's this, he's this Russian guy, uh, Igor, mm-hmm. who, who, I, who I met through the podcast uh, the correspondence. Um, you know, he's been sending fan mail. A lot of it um, very angry. He doesn't care for a lot of our guests. But me and him have a, a good rapport. And, um, you know, that's how I got to get launched into space. And you can go, too. Yes. You know, you just have to sit in the back. I want to go to space, Tyler. Uh, and you won't have a space suit, either. Those are, uh, those are accounted for. Um, but they got air in the thing. Right. I think. They do. I'll be in the cargo bay. So, um, I don't know if they keep air in there. Maybe bring some scuba gear. It's a short flight. It's only, like, three hours. So. Pretty good. That's, I think so. And all you got to do is sing Amazing Grace uh, at my at my body. I, I will sing Amazing Grace. Thank you. Does the cargo sh- the cargo thing come right back down? Or do I have I to mean, stay it, at it the space station? It docks with the space. No, it docks in the space station. You get to go in the space station. Okay. You just won't have one of those little Velcro sleeping bags on the wall. Because, again, those are accounted for. So you're just going to float around all the time. What do I say when I get to space? Do I say, hi, I'm here. I accidentally just hitched a ride. Sarah, if you could plug the mortuary mortuary when you get to space. That's a great idea. Yeah. 
All you got to do is just say Igor sent you and then plug the mortuary and it, it'll be fine. They know Igor. Monica, Mon- Monica, how would you have me plug the mortuary? What would you have me say? I would say, you could say, Ginsburg's mortuary. If you want to, to plan your funeral, come to us. Something along those lines. I don't want to put words into your mouth. Or how about your funeral will be out of this world? Oh, I love that. I love that. But please mention Ginsburg Mortuaries. Uh, your funeral will be out of this world. So from the perspective of an astronaut on the International Space Station, they will have uh, a resupply coming up. And yes. um, they will in this resupply that is not supposed to contain people. There mm-hmm. will be a person who is not an yes. astronaut, has no experience with space, and then they will come out and they will say, Ginsburg Mortuary, may your funeral be out of this world. And you think that that will encourage the astronauts to use your funeral service? I think so. If, if you say Igor sent you after. Oh, I forgot that Igor sent me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't have anything to do with Igor, but I I like what you're going to say. Monica, do you do you often ask people to promote your funerary services in just all kinds of strange locations? You know, we hired a marketing manager and they say the best thing is word of mouth. So we've been trying to encourage people. To keep saying Ginsburg Mortuaries as much as they possibly can. Hmm. And now, <laughs> I hate to say this, but now you guys know about it from word of mouth. And now anyone listening to the podcast. And that's why I came on the podcast. To promote Ginsburg Mortuary. That's right. See, Kathy is doing a better job at guests. This is a this is a person with a clear mission statement in mind. You know what? You're absolutely right. You know, uh Monica, you are you appear to actually be a funeral director. I am. Um, <laughs> you appear to um have some common sense about you. Um I don't love the whole musical funeral thing, but you know, to each you his know, own. Sarah- you don't have to have it at your funeral. That's the best part about funerals. We can all decide what we want at our own funeral. Mm-hmm. So what are some packages that you offer other than the musical option? We do plays, mm-hmm. um, musicals and plays. If you want mm-hmm. a stage reading, we can do that. Um, this is just in the, the kind of the, um, the, the, the artistic side of it. Uh, but we also have normal funerals where we can offer a song, a dance. Um, I, I, I can paint. Um, I can paint as well um, as do a poem. So those are some of the things that we, we offer. Regular regular package, uh, artistic package, uh, mm-hmm. poem package. We cater to your every need. Well, Monica... Typically at this point in the podcast, we like to close out with something we call the lightning round. Sure. Which is 
a series of rapid-fire questions, and you just give us a rapid-fire answer off the top of your head, just real quick. The problem is, I usually introduce this with a fun play on words. Like, if it's a dentist, I'll say, let's, you know, you're ready to bite into the, the lightning round. Or if, you know, if you're a, you know, if you're a gunsmith, I'm going to say you're going to lock and load into the lightning round. I don't know an appropriate play on words for your funerary director, so I was wondering if you could help me out with that and leading us into the lightning Maybe... I'm gonna, I'm gonna bury you. <laughs> I'm gonna bury you six feet under into this lightning into round. Into the lightning round. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's get to it. Uh, if you could switch ooh, ooh. places. Oh, Sarah, yes. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna light you on fire, uh, in a, in a really hot furnace because that's what you have to use <gasps> Cremation to, to light a human jokes. being. Yeah, Sarah, if you're uh, planning on being shot off into space, you might want to, for the rest of ever, to not make jokes about being lit on fire, because that's a really very real possibility. Um, you don't want to jinx yourself. Uh, maybe I don't want to go to space. So anyhow, Monica, if you could swap places with your brother and be an actress and he be the funerary director, would you? Yes. Monica, how many funerals have you directed? After this weekend, 170. If you could play any part in any production, Monica, what would it be? A hairspray! Tracy Turnblatt! Monica, what's the strangest request you've ever had for someone's funeral? To have them be buried with vegetables. Monica, I recently was paid $600 for a lucrative advertisement deal. And if Sarah was to go through your your funeral home for her Hamilton funeral, and I wanted to pay an extra $600 to have her body ridden out on a horse, much like they would back in Hamilton's day, could you arrange Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a horse in mind. <laughs> Monica, how many, how many funerals have had a live reading of the will that you've been a part of? Just my father's. Monica, how many funerals have had a live horse? Sarah's would be the first. (laughs) Monica, why do you already have a horse in mind then? I have a special connection to a farm. I'm dating. Okay, fine. You got it out of me. I'm dating someone who owns a farm. Monica, is it it William Shatner? Because he owns a lot of horses. It's not William Shatner. What's his name, Monica? David Buster. Same. (laughs) all right thank you all so much for listening um thank you to isabel klein for joining us tonight um playing monica isabel why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you great you can find me on instagram it's at uh isabel i-s-a-b-e-l underscore klein k-l-e-i-n and then my website is isabel-klein.com and you have a podcast, correct? I do have a podcast, Day to Week, the podcast, where we uh, interview comedians about their dating lives. Mm. Oh, that sounds Yeah, cool. their best date and their worst date. And guys, uh, before you hop over and check out Isabel's, I almost called you Monica, Isabel's, <laughs> uh, Isabel's podcast, uh, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on the one you're listening to right now. Uh, and don't forget, we are a completely improvised podcast and we rely on suggestions from you our listeners so if you have a uh, idea of a weird profession weird person uh, interesting profession anything like that that you would like the fictional ask questions crew to sit down and interview reach out to us at askquestionspod at gmail.com we're on facebook as ask questions podcast and instagram as ask questions podcast sarah am i forgetting anything i don't think so okay cool 
Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.